Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. Coming this March, we've created a seven-day reset just for you. We've taken our highly popular 21-day reset program and developed a self-guided reset to help you learn the basics of detoxification. In just seven days, you'll begin to feel the difference an anti-inflammatory diet can have on your body and brain. By following our step-by-step seven-day reset, you'll discover which foods work best for you. Watch as the bloat melts away and sleep returns. Ah, yes, clarity happens. Megs and I are blown away by the response from our 21-day winter reset results our students had. We can't wait for you to get started and begin to feel the difference it can make. Head to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in the show notes to sign up and be the first to know when our seven-day reset is available. Hello and welcome to Make Life Delicious. Today our guest is Jenna Reese, a breathwork meditation coach and intuitive coaching healer. Megs and I have been blessed to have experienced Jenna's transformative healings, and we couldn't wait to share her work with you. Jenna grew up here in Manhattan Beach, played soccer with Meg's oldest sister, Alex, and then after college, she worked in the field of marketing before she went on her own personal soul-searching journey, finding her deeper life purpose. Jenna studied with many master teachers in the arts of breathwork, meditation, and Reiki. As a healer, writer, and breathwork coach, Jenna believes in the personal power and ability to heal and rediscover one's own self while moving through fear and returning to love. Oh, I love that. With an individualistic and holistic approach, she pulls from a toolbox of deep breathing, intuitive thinking, therapeutic conversation, essential oils, crystal healing, and musical sounds as she guides her students into a deeper, higher state of consciousness. From there, she works her magic, helping people break through their own stuck energies and fears. Jenna believes everyone deserves to be their most authentic self, and it's made possible when we choose to dive deep within ourselves. Yay, Jenna! Finally, the stars aligned. It took many attempts to uh, gather us here, but here we are. And we thank you so much for making today happen. My absolute pleasure to be here. And when it's meant to happen, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That Mercury retrograde too, you know, we're finally, everyone's moving forward. We can connect technology-wise. It's with us from no Wi-Fi to power all the things, you know? All the things. (laughs) Holy moly. How are you doing these days? You know, the real answer to that is probably the same emotions and experiences as everybody. Um, Some days are better than others. Some days are wonderful. Some days are difficult. You know, writing the whole human experience. That's the real answer. I love that answer. I was just talking to my boyfriend the other day about it. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm feeling a little depressed today. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, we're still in a pandemic. And I was like, 
fair. Yeah. You know, like these emotions that they still come up, which yeah. is why, oh God, using your tool that you share and teach with everybody, it's so needed. Like you, you think you're good and then life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I, and also like, I, I really am encouraging, normalizing, answering that question the real way too, right? Because Honestly. we are in a state where we are in a, per- a perpetual state of emergencies right now, and that's not normal and that's not comfortable. And if things are difficult, and I think it can be normalized to, to talk a little, to say what your boyfriend said and share the real truth of, of where we are. And the truth of that too, is that we know we won't always be, we can also hold hope and, you know, magic and possibility. They can all coexist at the same time, but yeah, right in the whole human experience. I think that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. When you guys were talking about it, all I kept saying is truth. Just share mm. your truth, yeah. you know? So yeah. you went on a soul searching journey. I don't know if it was by ha- happenstance, but can you share a little bit? How did either you find breathwork or did breathwork find you? <laughs> I loved that you asked that question that way because no one has ever asked to me that way. Did it find you? And it absolutely found me. Mm. Um, that was the journey. I mean, you know, my human experiences, my own suffering, my own pain, my own challenges, the experiences that have, you know, brought me to my knees a few times in life. Those experiences have emptied me out in many ways throughout the years. And it really brought me to a point of uh, pushing myself to look at myself, to look at the life that I was living and what I loved and what I didn't love. And when you're in the bathroom for a moment, when you're that empty, you know, you're not, well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily feeling grateful or thankful for being in that moment. But Mm -hmm. what that process allowed me to do was to open myself up to have breath work find me right? It was, it was during those moments, during those bathroom floor moments where I just, where I was really in the most pain I'd, I'd ever felt that I also felt the most cracked open I'd ever been. Because when you're in that depth of pain, you don't get to necessarily say yes, this or, or no, that you're just wide open and feeling it all. And in that feeling at all, I mean, breathwork found me and saved me and I dove all the way in immediately. <laughs> That was pretty, it was a pretty quick, um, yes, there was no, it was every part of my body was saying yes. Like maybe mind wasn't there yet. Um, you know, I was definitely still in marketing and still climbing the corporate ladder and I had worked really hard at building that career and I loved it. I was, you know, at the top of my game doing a great job. And, um, I didn't necessarily, I, I wasn't saying yes to the things that had found me in healing in order to say no to this other thing quite yet. It was just, yes, yes, yes. And we'll keep going and, and, and see where this brings me. So that, that's really how it found me. And, and then I'll you know, say that I got dropped off on some mountaintops because emotional and literal, we, you know, we all have <laughs> those mountaintops and I was on the mountaintops. Some of them I was climbing and, and sorting through it. I mean, I, I just at some point realized that this is what it meant to be human, that to feel the depth of the human experience, the depth of pain and the depth of joy is what it means to be human. And I wouldn't have it other, any other way. I don't want to have it any other way. So, you know, to let myself identify that it's okay if I, I, I wasn't thankful in the moments, but that I was just saying yes to the things that were supporting me and helping me. Um, it helped me find my purpose. Wow. I love that. I'm I love just how taking that, that in. Yeah. <laughs> 
because I think it's really important to share that because a lot of times people are like, oh, this spiritual path, it seems so like glittery. And, you know, my mom and I always say like rainbows and butterflies and sunshine. And the reality is, is you're choosing to be present in your body in this current moment. People think spirituality is something that is so much outside of you, but really it's being aware of what's outside and how it's directly affecting you. And that surrender you talk about is something that a lot of people numb out. A lot of people avoid. They don't want to go into it. And you so beautifully saying like, I was cracked open. And even though I wasn't thankful in that moment, I think a lot of people can relate to that is like when you're in that like deep despair and pain, like true physical, emotional, all of it. And you just kind of can look back at it. It's like, you know, hindsight, you can look back and be like, that was that moment. Mm -hmm. And I can now find gratitude for it, but I didn't necessarily have it then. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 And, and it is really wherever people are on that path. I mean, it, it, healing journeys and spiritual journeys in, in general too. I, I don't actually say anymore that I'm spiritual. I say I live a spiritual life because it, that's what the healing journey is for me. It's I'm choosing it time and time again. That's what cracked me open, but then life moved on. And then look, another thing has cracked me open. And it's in that each time my heart getting wider and wider, it's in this cracking that, um, I'm going to keep choosing to be human and to, to accept and embrace what all of that, that may bring me, whether I'm doing it in the moment or not. Right. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's like life. It's this journey, right? It's and, a con- it's consistent. Right. And, and what I'm seeing is, you know, the people that are listening that, you know, could be in that pain place right now. So often, like what Megan, what you said, you know, they numb out, whether it's with drugs or alcohol or just ignoring it. And, or if let's say you're frozen and you don't know what to do and you don't speak, you don't do anything because the fear has such a hold on you. And that fear is what's the guide instead of your heart being the guide. And when we were first, this is even before, like I knew Megan had tried breath work and I really want you to explain what it is. But what was so interesting is my functional doctor had suggested it to us because we were thinking, wow, you know, we really want to crack open this piece of stuck energy, stuck belief, or the fear that's not moving you know, from ourselves. And he goes, well, we can do microdosing. And I'm like, no, I'm too old for that. I don't know. Yes, I know. That's great. But he said, well, if you really want to try something that you don't have to microdose, try breath work. And I'm like, breath work. Mm. And that's when Megan was like, oh, mom, you will love breath work because of the yogi in me and because Mm. of the breath that I already do. But again, having experienced you, it's so different. Yeah. So can you explain a little bit like what is it that you do (laughs) the magic (laughs) that I say is so magical it's well thank you I just got full body chills which is my sign from spirit and the universe that we're Mm -hmm. having the right conversation so thank you for saying that you know I mean Mm -hmm. what it is that I do is I blend breath work meditation and intuitive guidance into a session so the tool is breath work um, I'm trained in breathwork meditation, Reiki, and I bring all of those tools into a single session. The tool that you as the uh, client or, you know, the breather are aware of is breathing. Really. That's the one that you're experiencing and, and actively working through. And it's an all it's a, 
a breathing technique. It's just an altered breathing technique that's aimed at moving that energy in the body. You know, you mentioned fear specifically, and I want to touch on that because what it is that I do is really help people either identify the fear, help people move through fear, help people take a look at what brought fear there, take a look at what, you know, what, how people are hurting. We, we can take a look at ourselves in so many different ways, but when fear is present, most likely you can have fear and be afraid and hold love. You can have fear and be afraid and be yourself. But when we talk about fear as it relates to um, our heart space and, and what it is that we hold in our heart, we also know that fear is, you know, what holds us back in so many ways. Fear is what makes us act differently. It makes us act in our worst behaviors. It makes us act out of alignment, like not usually in a way that we're proud of necessarily later. And to what I hope to do in every single session is just help bring these tools and techniques in to help people get back into their heart space, help people get back to being and feeling themselves, get back to, you know, gratitude or grace or whatever it is that it, you are, you specifically are coming in for. It might not be, you know, what you come in for is not always what you get. You're not going to get what you want out of it. You'll get what you need out of it. And so what it is that I do is play with the delicacies of the energy of each individual, what it is that you're bringing in and use those tools, but the breath work being one of my absolute favorites to really excavate, to go through an, an emotional and physical excavation of the body. And that's also insanely esoteric. So let's just say like the most, you know, plain version of that would be, or not even plain, just um, a simple version of that would just be, we are energy. We are made of energy. We hold energy in our body. Um, emotions are energies in our bodies that we hold. And when we open ourselves up to and tap into them, feeling them, we get to release when we're ready to release what we need to release so that we can feel more ourselves. So what is it that I do? I say, I help people feel more themselves. I love that. That's such a beautiful explanation of it. You know, breath work has a breath work. And I put it in quotes because our breath is a tool that my mom from a very young age has always taught us. I, unfortunately, my sisters all have anxiety. I never really suffered from anxiety. And that was something that she always taught us. If you're feeling worked up, you know, take a breath from young kids. We're always taught that like, go take five, go take a breather. It's mm -hmm. literally what we would say. You need a breather mm -hmm. to calm yourself down. And it's this, um, coming back into our body. It's coming back into our self-awareness and I think what you touch on with fear is so many of our fears are unconscious. Yeah. We don't know that our fears are literally ruling our day-to-day -day decisions. And I love how you described what you do in that what you expect isn't necessarily what always is going to happen and how it shows up. Because I can say firsthand, the first time I went in and had a breathwork experience with you, like that healing journey I went on was nothing I thought it was going to be. And I just, I'm, I'm so curious for, for you in that, you know, you have all of these tools and breath is something that is so simple, mm -hmm. but also how often do we forget to breathe? 
So kind of, can you explain the the technique, the like the breathing or just like what that would maybe, maybe not like look like, because it looks so different for everybody, mm-hmm. but how you facilitate that? Yeah. This specific technique is really a two-step breathing technique. You breathe two breaths, one through an open mouth into the low belly, one through an open mouth into the high chest or the heart, and you exhale. And that's it. And that's the technique itself. And absolutely, you know, people try it whenever you'd like and wherever, except while driving your car, we definitely need to make that claim. (laughs) It is not the space to be doing breath work in, Um, but it is that by breathing this way, we actually open up space within your body. So you're opening up these really deep breaths that you haven't breathed this way before you're hyper oxygenating the bloodstream. You're bringing in air and allowing breath, um, to create space within your body, energetically speaking, so that you can excavate through, right. So that you can then breathe in what more of what you do want, not always happening in the same moment or in the same space, but this specific technique that's it. That is what the technique is that I will teach and facilitate through. And the body gets to go through all sorts of journeys as a result of that technique. And then what I like to do with each individual is work on and speak to and pull up and out the things that that is already bringing forward for you. So, you know, it's, it's definitely very different than breathing every day, breathing, right? We breathe every day to live. We breathe every day um, to survive and it can feel good. And those deep breaths we forget to take a deep breath when all of a sudden your body takes that deep breath is because your body needs oxygen, right? It's looking for this oxygen. It's also creating space. It's also creating and moving energy. This specific technique, however, is the best one that I have found even amongst all the others. And I've certainly tried them to really help us um, get back to feeling more yourself and get back into your heart space. So I hope that actually gave answered your question. I I jumped around a little. No, I I loved it because again, the difference is I did for years kundalini yoga. And mm-hmm. what I loved about kundalini was all about the breath. Yep. You know, and moving and healing through the breath. But yours is therapeutic in a sense and that's where I would always recommend saying yes you want to work with someone like a Jenna a breath worker because you really are tapping into such a deeper realm within your body so for me personally I came with an intention mm-hmm. and my intention was to open my heart because I knew that I had closed off this you know area in my heart and I wanted to open it up so that was my intention And, you know, it's sometimes whether it's an intention like a heart opener or say fear, when we go back to the fear, what I know about fear is it tethers us. And so by reading The Untethered Soul, we talk about it a lot. I can only read like two or three, max four pages at a time because there's so much incredible information where he talks so much about this heart energy. And I think I lost that focus how important heart energy and keeping the flow of it opened is so important that we're actually living not in fear, but from this heart energy mm. and from the flow of the whole chakras and, um, and then releasing the fear through the breath work. Because mm. the session that I experienced with you did just that for me. And I felt like this amazing release, mm. as did 
Tim, because ours was a double session and we both had very different experiences where I was like very deep, but Tim was like cracked open at a different level and had this high energy of feeling. So here you go. Here's two of us together and we're having two completely different experiences in this couple session. And it was such an eye opener. And, you know, it like it lasted for a really long time where I could actually work with the energy moving forward every day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how breath work, you know, is, is different. It's different for everybody. Yeah. You, uh, that is really a very important point is how different it is for everyone. And also how you guys were able to meet each other in that space. Right. I mean, that is what being alive is all about. Uh, cultivating more compassion, cultivating the the willingness within oneself to to identify when we're closing off our hearts and when we're opening our hearts, right? I mean, when we talk about fear and we talk about each person coming in with an, a different intention and coming out and leaving with something different too, it really is so individualized. And yet at the same time, there are also these very common commonalities in that if, you know, if I were to sum it all up into these certain spaces, I would just say, everyone wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard. Everyone has fears sometimes. And in today's world, they're a little different than what they maybe were before, but really we're all coming in with these wounds from our life and fears, whether from the wounds or not. And we want to be seen and we want to be heard. And if we can create and cultivate a space for to be seen and to be heard, I mean, to me, the world would just be the most magical place. That's what we would be able to meet each other in and create from and um, build for, right? And and it's not some esoteric rainbow and butterflies line either. It's actually, yeah, we have to be brave enough to look at when, how we have not felt seen, how we have not felt heard, have to be brave enough to be vulnerable in those spaces, to claim those intentions, to claim, you know, what you're coming in with. Uh, and then there really is no telling what's possible from that place. We, it's Anxiety is such an interesting one because we are right now living in a world that is highly anxious. It's also cultivated to perpetuate more anxiety, right? Mm. Nonstop social media, nonstop news, I mean, I'm sure everyone remembers how they felt when the pandemic hit. And it was, if you're on social media, it was really, you was happening so fast. You couldn't even see that you needed to put your phone down and how long you'd been looking at stuff, right? These feelings and sensations, I mean, are horrible to feel. And yet when we can get beneath it and really see, oh, you know, for me, that was me being afraid. Okay. I got to put my phone down because I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling afraid because I'm afraid of the unknown. What do I need in this moment? And let ourselves go into that. And I really, I see that as individualized as it is it, for everybody, we ultimately are always sort of balancing between these spectrums of emotions and working through them. I really love you addressing that because I just, I was thinking about how different your work must look now from when I first experienced it with you, which was in person with a group of, maybe 20 people plus. And I just think I'm like putting myself back to that first experience and how different everybody was. Mm -hmm. Yet 
when we went around and shared at the end, because I mean, fear of public speaking or fear of like being vulnerable in unknown group settings with strangers (laughs) is always very intimidating, but it's so cathartic and so healing when you share it or you, you hear somebody else in this group that comes from such a different background, different age, ethnicity, all the things. Yet they say something that you're like, oh my God, I was literally thinking that. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> and who shows up together? Like the groups, you know, I've you've as you said it before. And as for us too, you know, when we do coaching or classes or our programs, you know, it's so interesting who shows up mm-hmm. for that specific one and how there always is some type of consistent theme between everybody in that. So I'm curious, how does your work look now? You do it virtually you do it online and you have programs. Um, Do you still find that the Mm. same? I love that question because, you know, look, there is nothing like that in-person connection. That is a different experience, but it's not better or worse than an online experience. It's just different. Right. And so the, the differences, if we can let ourselves lean into the differences and lean into, um, also the unknown of doing it online versus in person. In person, you feel like you have an understanding. We feel like we have a little more control. We're driving there. I can choose to get back in my car and leave when I want to. I can choose to participate or not. Online, you know, oh God, is she going to see me if I X out and leave this meeting? Like if I'm on my (laughs) camera, like what do I have to look like? Right. So we, there's just different concerns and, and differences, but energy knows no bounds. That's what I was going to say. Energy is through this. I mean, ours was online. I felt mm-hmm. your energy. I felt everything as mm-hmm. if I were in person. Yep. No, I fully agree with that. I mean, my first Reiki session I had was at the beginning of the pandemic. So it was virtual. And I am and in the belief, and this is just me, that I felt it was even more powerful because it really showed you your, like the energy within it, that this person's not in this room with me, but I just had the most wild experience, the most tangible thing that I've just went through physically. And you're not even there with me. You're guiding me through it and I'm doing it. Yeah. Like that, it I, you know, my girlfriends and I've been talking a lot about sovereignty and it puts that power back into your hands, which is what you're doing. That's really, that's it, Megan. That's the exact point. And, and same with what, what Peggy said. You did it online. Megan did it in person. Energy knows no bounds. And so if energy knows no bounds, when you show up from an online space, you actually get to be with you, your energy, your insides, your space. You also get to create that from a safety standpoint. You get to create an entire controlled environment around your own space in order to go deeply in, which as we know, it's not always comfortable to look within oneself and it takes and requires the brave souls to do so. And Mm -hmm. to create comfort and safety within yourself is not a simple gesture. That is a great gift to give to oneself when you're going and looking inwards. So, you know, it, it's different. It's just, it's a completely um, individualized experience. And I'll even add too, that it's also magnified it because, you know, the last group session I did online, we had someone from Dubai, we had someone from Canada, we had someone from Sri Lanka, and we talked about that. 
when you feel in your pain, when you're looking for healing, or even if you're just, I want to be cracked open, I want to feel more myself, to bring together like-minded people who are also interested in going through their own healing journey, no matter where they are in the world, is priceless and can be done anywhere. And it would that group would never have gathered if it hadn't have been online. I love that online it's forced us to I, I look, we love in person. I want to hug you again too, right? <laughs> yeah. But I love that we've been forced to look at uh, our relationships to these experiences a little differently now. Well, and the oneness, the oneness. It's just gonna say it. It's like it really does show here you are talking about people and on different all these different continents and that like-mindedness that we are so connected, even though at times we can feel so isolated, especially now. It's it's a beautiful reminder. And again, you know, even from the beginning of this podcast, saying like, you know, those moments of panic, anxiousness, fear, they kind of come out of nowhere and you don't really understand, but that's why it's a practice. Just like yoga, exercising, you whatever you're trying to get better at, breathwork is something that you continually practice at because it's there's as you grow and evolve, so does things that uncover and that and I, you know, I just also want to reiterate what you said is that bravery piece, you know, it's so much easier to ignore what is affecting us to, you know, as we said, social media, not, that's numbing out, just scrolling and putting yourself concerned with other people's problems versus looking at your own. It's so much easier to do that, that it takes hard work, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. It is so rewarding. I agree. And there's no way, there's no other way I, I want to live. Right. I mean, I, I really, I see the healing space. I mean, that's why I like you guys, we were talking, I think Peggy a a little while ago about, um, just in general about the ways, the touch points of healing, like food healing through food, healing one's relationship with food, you know, body image, dysmorphia, body image conversations, like all, all of that is surrounding a food, which is what you, your guys's healing touch point, the breath touches in all of those, right? I mean, you, Reiki does the same. All of these are just Mm -hmm. healing tools that we get to lean into and they're here for every individual to experience. I really would, I would love just as I'd love to normalize the, how are you conversations? The real answer. I would love if we could normalize, um, self-help work and taking a look at oneself and healing and spirituality and to just have that knowingness that, you know, yes, it requires you to be a brave, courageous soul. And also it can be fun. And also there's incredible people out here doing that work too with you, you know, and also you're not alone. So many more also's, but just to, to really honor that, to to normalize the, you know, I I can, I absolutely can do this. I can be brave enough to do this. Um, I just might need a little help from an outside perspective and that's okay too. We all need that too. It's so interesting, too, that you're saying that because what's coming up is, again, for me is, you know, in our growing up, our parents are the ones that usually show us the way. And so here I have, you know, Tim and I've been together almost 50 years and, you know, he's just coming into this personal growth Mm -hmm. because he didn't grow up 
you know, it, he very, you know, um, practicing Catholic family, oldest of six, but and me, you know, all of my my brother, my sister, my mother, we all went to therapy. You know, it was like the Jews, I don't know. Same. It's a thing, but you know what I mean? It's Same. like you just, <laughs> yes. the Jewishness, we were in therapy. So I was used to personal growth at a very young age. And that's what I knew. That's what I shared with my kids. And so, you know, I loved what you were all just talking about this, sharing the ideas that it's okay to lean into the personal growth of this. This is why we're here. This is the human, you know, the spiritual, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. It's part of this whole um, idea that, I mean, I've always felt this. It's like earth can be heaven on earth or it can be your hell. I don't believe there's anything that much higher or that much lower than what we're going on right here, people. You know what I mean? So it's like, why not choose to find the heaven on earth, utilizing all the amazing people helping us because there isn't a one size fits all for everyone. Exactly. That was going to be my point too. You know, Jenna, as you were just saying, also, 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 you know, that's, those are also tools, you know, not one tool. And that's like, I mean, I've done breathwork before, but breathwork with you was so different than I've had with other breathwork because it's this blend of, like you said, meditation, breathwork, and Reiki. And it's it's all of your tools that you've collected over your years of this journey to then find something. Because, you know, a lot of times it's like people will have a scary or a, a not so pleasant experience with something. And they're like, yep, not for me. And then they just, they bow out. They're like, tried. But it's that, that also mentality that, you know, okay, this didn't work, but maybe there's something else out there. And that's why we always say like, everybody is so different, literal body, everybody is so different. So you're going to respond to things differently. Also, depending on where you're at in your life and truly what breathwork is, is such an amazing tool that you can come back to always. You can always revisit this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get all, this whole conversation is so magnetic. I mean, what we're really just, I'd say even saying is empowering individuals to know that whatever the, your healing journey looks like, it's okay. Whatever your healing journey looks like, it's not wrong. You're not bad right? You may have done bad things. <laughs> like we can, we can always get up off the bathroom floor and, and it kind of actually, I'm bringing a little tear to my eye because it's feeling so deeply important that we give ourselves the permission and the allowance and the space to grow, to heal, to change at, you know, 50 years of marriage later that he's willing to look at himself and go there. I mean, it's, that is incredible. That is so, it makes me want to cry. That is incredibly brave. And, you know, one of my favorite teachers, uh, I, I teach and I'm not that it matters, but I'll share this because it's funny. I'm Jewish, but I teach Buddhist practices. So I love mm -hmm. the, the dualities of it. I, I think paradoxes are all mixed together oh, yeah. and I'm also just spiritual. So, um, yep. they, they all come together, but one of my favorite teachers is Pima Chodron. You know, she's a really well-known Buddhist her. and Pima often talks about how after we've had the cracking open, after we've had the cracked open moments, 
um, that actually right there is where we get to decide how do we relax and open to the bittersweet vulnerability of this space so we don't shut back down because that is, and that is where I really see that this being that continuous cycle, no matter where you are in your healing journey, you can pick yourself up off the floor. We are all always going through it time and time again. It's, it, it's about not letting ourselves get closed off or hardened or make this earth our hell. And how can we, or if we did then choosing again to come back to what it is for your healing journey that supports you in opening up again, because I mean, this is, this is the one life we get as far as I know this way, (laughs) this is how I'm here right now. And I, I want to live it. I want to feel brighter. I want to feel me. Um, I'm not here to deny the pain of it all. I'm here to help with the bathroom floor moments. That's really, and sit in the bittersweet uh, vulnerability of it all. Right. It's so important. It's so important. Everything you're saying. And also that reminder that it's never too late to start this. No, we get every you day. Know? Every day is a yeah. new dawn. <laughs> the sun yeah. comes up, it's going to be a new day and a new dawn, and we don't know what it's going to look like, but man, we have choices we can make. Hi, loves. Meg's here. Have you already joined one of our reset programs? If you haven't, maybe you just need a little bit more personalized support for your health goals. Join me for one-on-one functional medicine coaching sessions. Coaching sessions provide additional support designed specifically to help you detox from stress, excess weight, inflammation, bloat, and all that negative energy out of your life. Healing involves a whole body approach and our Curry Girls Kitchen reset programs and personalized coaching offers just that. Head to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in today's show notes to sign up for your free initial 20-minute consult. Let me help you get started on your unique journey to wellness. I've actually never told this little story. I'll say this. I had, um, I was in therapy at a very young age too. Peggy loved therapy. God loved my mother. She put us all through our beautiful own <laughs> journeys. Um, and for me, I'm, I, I was afraid of going to, I was a very fearful child. I had seen some things that had, had sparked that off. And I was afraid of going to sleep at night. So every night I would go to sleep and I would cry. I mean, I was a five-year-old and I would cry. My mom said it just broke her heart. Right sobbing. And I remember to this day, I remember thinking as a five-year-old, such a dark thought, oh no, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. I have to have a night for the rest of my life. That's how I felt at five. It felt so heavy. And God, that's my mother, you know, had me in therapy. I was learning meditation at five years old. She gave me an amethyst crystal and told me to give all my little worries to my amethyst crystal. And that's the memory that I have is that I was able to go to sleep because I looked at this crystal. I gave my, my pain, my fears to this crystal. I put it under my pillow and I, I felt safe enough to go to sleep. And it feels so important that, right, just to honor and identify that that was something I was given, a tool I was given at five years old. And whether that was given to me at five years old or I found it at 60 or I found it at 70 or 80, it, it doesn't matter. That's when it was meant for me and meant to come into my life. But that choice, right, that be, uh, to let fear guide us and to let, and, and to ask for help. I was five. I didn't know how to ask for help. My mom just knew how to give it to me. And I was lucky mm-hmm. and grateful, you know, but we all need a little bit of help through some of that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. God, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that story. I know it's that's a so fun little beautiful. one. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here 
with all my crystals. Your mom sounds like my mom. <laughs> yeah, I got all my crystals. Here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And it also kind of brings us back to, you know, how in the very beginning, how breathwork found you. You in that moment needed that tool. You didn't know what you needed help, but you, for whatever, whether you were conscious or unconscious of it, were open to receiving help or guidance in wherever this next was. And I feel sometimes so often we resist it because we think it needs to look a certain way or it needs to be it. Um, What's coming up for me, you know, is in the wellness space right now, a lot of people are turning to like, you know, even you said, mom, microdosing, ayahuasca, all of these things, these other tools that are wonderful. I am somebody that has utilized plant medicine in my own healing journey, but I'm also very much in the camp that I don't believe it's for everybody. And there are, you can have that magnificent of a transformation without any substance needed. Absolutely. A hundred and 50 million percent, Meg, there. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, I, I completely agree too. I also really believe that when you find the healing tools that actually support you, that are of you, mm-hmm. it is pretty, ma- there is no other experience that can match that, so, right? right. It, the breath is of you touch mm-hmm. the, the, your own touch is of you. That's Reiki, right? I mean, light is of you when you, when you lean into those and, and I don't knock it either. Everyone do whatever journey is right, right for you. No questions asked. Um, I just, I know without a doubt that, um, I'm without the breath and the way that it's allowed me to clear, um, and move through things. None of those other tools would have even done what I needed at that moment in my life or, and today still. Yeah. And what I experienced, um, because if you've been listening to make life delicious for a while, you know, we really love sharing all these different modalities and, um, the medical intuitive medicine that's in one of our episodes, if you're interested, uh, the same or a similar, not the same, a similar experience of release that I had having her as a facilitator and where I shared this feels like ayahuasca and she's doing ayahuasca medicine on me, or this feels like an exorcism and she's doing exorcism. But with you, it was like similar, but different because it came out. Um, it, it, like I saw it just come out of my body and I was mm. able to witness it during the breath work mm. In, mm. in such a beautiful, gentle light, which was amazing. Mm. That just makes me feel so juicy inside. <laughs> That's what and we're here so for. It, the juice. Yeah. Right? All delicious. <laughs> yeah. So all the deliciousness. I think it's really, it's good sharing that because, you know, sometimes we think other experiences hold more like weight than others. And the reality is, you know, I I just think back, you know, you saying that mom, seeing it come out of your body. I I mean, I remember sitting in the studio with you, Jenna, after my first experience doing breath work and saying like, my knee has never felt so much pain. And so in that moment, I'm feeling this release physically. Like you're talking about the hand thing and I'm like, my hands aren't doing that. Like, so am I doing it wrong? Mm -hmm. And then you're like in your head and you get focused back on the breath and then you go back to the breath and then you start guiding through something else. And then my knee, and I'm like, wow, it's this Mm -hmm. physical manifestation of where I'm holding on to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I think it's so, the experience itself is so beautiful, but then what happens afterwards, mm. as you, you kind of briefly touched on mom, is it's that integration. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily take the time or the awareness to kind of really think about it. And it just makes me think about with you, I asked, I'm like, well, what does that mean? And you're like, well, what do you think that means? And I say the best mentor, coach, healer, leader is somebody that asks really good questions. Because again, you're bringing it back into us. We know we are so smart, but you want to be told. And I just, I, I, that's what I love so much about this, about this practice is this, this healing work that you do. Yeah. You, that is such an important point, Meg, because I do think we, because we also, you know, we have these amazing resources and support exists for us and we can lean into it, but we also then have a lot. It can take like, some people are like, okay, I get it. So where do I start? Right. So, so what do I do? Who do I reach out to? How do I know to find a teacher that asks the questions or whatever it is? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this leaning into, I mean, I think the best teachers are the teachers that um, empower you to be your own healer because we want those answers, those, and the desire for the answers to come outside of ourselves is really just about some desire to fulfill an egoic place or not take, or not take responsibility for our own depth of pain or feeling. Right. Oh my gosh. And then as you're saying that, I'm like, okay, so here I am going to be 65 this year. Most people, my age, they put all their power into the pot of the doctor of the Mm -hmm. Western doctor. Like they go to the doctor. They don't even think twice about what's my plan. What Mm -hmm. do I need? Mm -hmm. Instead, it's like here, you know, they come in and they're being told what to do rather than being empowered. And that's what I really want to share is the difference yeah. of these healing tools that we have utilized is it brings the power back into us. Yeah. I mean, you know your body best. You always will be the one that knows your body best. It's this interesting, I, I t- completely understand. And I actually really I deeply believe in the emergence of our world, Eastern Western medicine, like creating space for for it all. Like we can hold fear and love at the same time. We can move through fear and still have a whole heck of a lot of love. Like those don't exist outside of themselves, right? It's it's like holding these experiences all at the same time. It's getting rid of the binary, really. I mean, we've decided Mm -hmm. that, that, that binary, it's not black or white. I mean, the juiciest answers live in the gray. The most (laughs) delicious answers live there, right? That's where, and that's usually right. Actually where you're meant to be when you, when you allow ourselves, when we allow ourselves to explore it. But I I mean, I think that that conversation of, um, of where do I even begin is so important to like, you know, asking our friends and, and letting, listening to your podcast and trusting that, you know, your favorite teachers that you already know and trust are going to be guiding you towards teachers and people that they know and trust and, and then doing your own research on that, because, you know, Instagram followers means nothing. This, you know, these things that we've decided mean something. I mean, it's, we really need to be empowering ourselves to just take a look at what we can lean into and use for our own healing. I mean, I know for a, for a fact, I will never forget it. My um, fiance, who was also sounds very much like Tim, by the way, um, (laughs) I feel like they would be friends. Um, He, he, was like, mm, I'm not sure, Jen, like, I'm not sure that I'm going to like go with you on this journey. Like, or, is that cool? 
And it was like, yeah, I'm not sure that you're not, not going to come with me on this journey. But like, let's, <laughs> let's just like keep going, you know, let's, yeah. let's see what happens. And one of my, one day, I mean, he came home from, from work and he had been like, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I'm feeling all this stress in my body and I can feel it, but I I'm feeling it's like a specific pain and it's right here. It's in this lower air. So he's going to the doctors and he's trying to figure it out and, and he, he can't figure it out. And I said, you know what? if you're open to it, let's lay you down for some breath work and let's see what we can get into it. And ultimately, you know, it wasn't that anything, even for him, he was like, no, I didn't leave this planet. I didn't go to an ulterior space. Like I just, the pain just feels better. And I said to him, you know, we talked to him like, great, that's, that's enough. Like, that's okay. Like maybe months later, he started talking about, I can't believe that stress in my body was just energy. And I was like, <laughs> right. That, that is what that was, that is energy, but we, we do need the support of these, uh, of us all to be working together to help the individual, you know, be guided, but just my goodness, asking questions is such and empowering yourself to, to ask the questions and asking your loved ones is such a great place to start on your healing journey, no matter who that question goes to. That is like, I think the number one tip to everyone (laughs) right here. I think that is the tip that you just shared with our listeners looking Mm. to heal through these alternative healing methods, no matter where you are, no matter what place you're in or what your beliefs are. I was going to say too, you know, that's just a good reminder that, you know, all of us might love being taken to that esoteric, another worldly space, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It's, it's, you know, your healing work meets you where you're at as you experience, as your fiance experienced with you, you know, you want stepping into the unknown is scary. I think that's why this past year has been so scary and why so many fears have become so real. And that is life. Life is unknown, but we are such products of um, routine and cycles and patterns. Like we like trying to figure it out. But the beauty is in that surrender, that breaking open, that just being willing to be like, okay, I'll like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'm not going to try it. Like those expectations, like I said, like we all said, like you think it's going to be some way, but it it, it ends up being something different. Mm-hmm. And in that, it can end up being so much more beautiful and slowly unfold. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I learned something really big this year, you guys. You know, it's like the learning never stops. Yeah. But Megan, like what you're saying is so beyond true because so much of so many of us, you know, January, we have our goals, we have our intentions, it's going to look a certain way. The minute you surrender to what it's supposed to look like, and that's what I've done, is it's not what it's supposed to look like, but just surrender that it is. Right. Whatever it is, is going to come into your life. And when you're awake and when you're open, willing to see it. That's the beauty. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. I I only add I'll have is I really feel like so many people are doing all of this. Yeah. And I just so deeply want to honor the individuals that are Mm -hmm. listening, that are still with us, that are Mm -hmm. asking the questions, that are surrendering, that are 65, 75, 85, 95 and learning the lessons, you know, it's, yeah, I just, I honor every individual that has chosen to um, open themselves up to healing. Yeah. Showing up. 
Oh my God, Jenna, this conversation, just like I said, it's like you have this magic that you bring forward and we just so appreciate and are so grateful for the time that you've shared with us. And we want to just say thank you because with everyone, you know, Megan and I, we can just sit for hours and just like have these long <laughs> conversations, but you know, we want to respect everyone's time, you know. I don't know well, where you are yeah. listening I, to this. <laughs> I want to say thank you guys for having and cultivating a space for these conversations to happen, mm. for inviting me into it. Um, this is what I live for. I mean, the number of chills my body was receiving throughout this conversation mm. was pretty connected. I think I'm going to be flying pretty high as I leave here Ooh, today. I, love it. I know it's I like you it. always know, and it's been like a really good conversation because you leave feeling so comforted. And that's literally what your work is like challenging at times as it may be at the end I always feel so comforted mm -hmm. being like ah oh, that's exactly where I needed to go and it's so beautiful that you know we can still do this from the comfort of our own home with your beautiful guidance which truly is so unique in this space it is if you have a, a curiosity or the opportunity to work with Jenna we cannot recommend it enough no matter where you are you know we talked about later in life. But if you're a younger, like at a college teen, whatever, and you're like just discovering it, you know, I think a big thing too, like we all were products of families that supported this. Yeah. But if you're not, that can also be very scary being, um, it takes a brave person to do something different that yeah. they haven't seen before. Yeah. And just listening to the conversation, you know, it's like, you'll get shown things that are meant for you and it'll feel right and you can step into it when you're ready. And if you are feeling that, I can't recommend Jenna enough. <laughs> Thank you. That was so wise, by the way. That was like deep wisdom from like another dimension. A hundred percent. What just happened there. <laughs> that was so good. So you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> Jenna, you can find her fantastic, amazing healing work. She teaches private group corporate workshops. She has this amazing blog and newsletter on her website, and it's www.jennareese, and that's R-E-I-S-S.com. She's also a regular contributor online to publications such as Goop, Thought Catalog, and Laminas Magazine. Is that mm -hmm. how you say it? Laminas yeah. Magazine. She's currently working on her own book, like, hello, yes. are we so excited? And um. She also has online digital products such as her 30-day breathwork journey. She has a one-day healing program called Expanding Wild Hearts. I think that's what I experienced working with you was that wild heart expansion, as well as retreats and online healing, healing intensives. And so you can also follow Jenna, besides her wonderful uh, com on her website. She has Instagram.com at Jenna Reese. She has Facebook.com, Jenna M. Reese. And all this will be linked in the show notes for you guys. So you can go and click them. Um, Jenna, blessings to you. Thank you for doing this work. And thank, thank you, you for showing your light with us today. Thank you, guys. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on here. Let's have another conversation soon because this was yes, fun. Please. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh, I loved it. Hosted by Marriage and Family Therapist Associate, Lindsay Locke, her podcast, Get Psyched, 
aims to dive into the underlying psychology of issues while firing listeners up on life. Bringing shadowy subjects to the light, no topic is taboo. Lindsay and guests explore sex, trauma, relationships, holistic wellness, therapeutic practices, functional medicine, and more. Learn, laugh, love, or whatever Karen would say. Let's get psyched. <laughs>